Hello, my name is Ben Jenkins and welcome to another episode of the New Grad Radio podcast. The podcast following the experiences of a new graduate nurse starting into the intensive care unit. Okay, in today's episode, I'm going to be going fairly specific into what does the bed space that I work at look like within the intensive care unit. So as I've sort of mentioned on previous episodes, so the, the unit that I'm working in is fairly large. It's got quite a lot of beds, so it's got pretty sure it's got 30 beds within the ICU that I work in um, and then they're, they're not then so they're pretty much split into you've got post-op areas uh, which is the way the patients come directly off of surgery uh, so that's a more acute stage of them being in the ICU and then you've got two separate sort of wings so it's one big round u-shape where you've got pretty much split in half where you've got gen 1 and gen 2 there's no specific way that they really, you know, put the patients in, you know, not, not necessarily going to have neuro in one section or cardiac in a different section. Like they pretty much blend in all sort of patients together. Um, but in today's episode, I'm going to go even more specific and I'm going to talk about what does a particular bed space, uh, you know, what is actually in there, what sort of equipment is there, what's in the drawers, uh, what equipment is around the area. So I'll go, I'll go quite, quite specific to paint you guys a bit of a, a mental picture if you've never been within, a, within an ICU before. So I guess the first thing you're going to see um, when you first step up to a bed space um, is you're going to be greeted by this computer. So everything that we do in the ICU uh, that I work in, it's pretty much all computer-based. So anything that we need to, to log um, you know, vital signs into add any documentation, look up any lab values, anything of that is all within this computer system. And what is pretty cool, it's, pretty, it's attached to the roof, so it can be pushed in or out and side to side and swivel around. So if you've got patients such as, you know, patients on contact precautions, for example, you're able to have the computer outside of the bed space, you're not going to be contaminating it all. Um, but that's a little, little thing. Um, Anyway, that's just a computer, so and, and everything we have as you know, we, we tap on and tap off with our little ID cards to be logging anything. So we'll go past the computer and I think one thing that's gonna be pretty evident is that the ed, the bed spaces themselves are huge. They're they're fairly large. Um, and that is really so they've got a lot of equipment is gonna be within the within the ICU. So you can have patients on, you know, balloon pumps, you've got the ventilator, you've got the infusion trees in the background. And when emergencies happen, you have quite a few numbers of all, all various health professionals come in to help with that, help with that situation. So it needs to be fairly big. So I think that's, if you take away that aspect of it, you'll, you'll see that it's a big, big bed space. Uh, and right smack bang in the middle is, is our number one priority, and that's our patient. So the patient's going to be laying in their bed. So... There's all different types of, of beds. You've got different spinal different beds. You've got uh, beds that are you know very much for bariatric patients. You've got ones. You've got all these different types of high tech sort of equipment. Um, but anyway, that they'll be smack back in the middle. So depending on the, each bed space is fairly much going to be very similar. They're they're going to be either sort of you know you walk into one bed space and you walk into the opposite and pretty much everything is just flipped, but they're exactly the same. Uh, and all of the equipment is kept within the same sort of drawers, so it makes it effortless. So in emergency, it's sort of like motor, you know, it's just, just autonomous to know which drawer to go in to get that particular equipment. Uh, so that's why it's kept in a very specific way. So 
I'll walk in, come over to the left, and you've got a big, long bench space. Um, so on top, I like to keep that nice and clean and not much on it. I may just have, you know, a BGL kit on top and, you know, a few bags of saline if maybe, but otherwise I like to try to keep it nice and clean and tidy. Um, but pretty much you got three drawers and then three cupboards underneath. So in the, in the top, I'll go pretty specific with it, that way you can sort of understand what sort of equipment that I'm working with each day in the ICU. So we'll start with the top left drawer. So they're big, long drawers that you, that you pull out. So in this top left-hand drawer, you're going to have everything to do with drawing up medications. So you've got your 10 mils, your 5 mils and your 3 mil syringes. You've got other bigger syringes, which are like 60 mils, another 30 mil syringes. You've got ABG syringes to be taking that. You've got your little vials to be taking blood through your arterial blood, uh, through your, your arterial line. Um, you're going to have alco swabs. So pretty much everything to do with you know, drawing up medications or anything is all in that one drawer. Uh, then you move over to the second drawer. So this one, you've got all different types of tegaderms. You've got your uh, like measuring tapes to be you know, measuring you know, your tracky lengths or measuring your, your patient's calves uh, and their length of the calves so you can put the appropriate size TED stockings on. Um, you're going to have your gauze, sw- your gauze pads. Um, you're going to have all of your addition or different infusion lines. So you're going to have ones that are specific for the yellow for vasopressors, ninotropes. You've got your main one, which you're putting your syringe um, drivers. You've got all different sort of lines in that one. And then you come over to the final one, um, and that's what we mostly stock with patients' medications. Um, so there's a few medications that are pretty specific um, uh, to the ICU. So, for example, most patients are going to be on you know, ranitidine, um, which is going to be helping the lining of the stomach so we prevent, you know, um, gastric ulcers um, from occurring. Um, but it's a, good, it's a good habit for, especially I'm learning as a new grad, it's a good habit to not only have all of your medications for your shift ready to go in there, but it's also good to have for the next shift as well. So when it, at handover, the next nurse knows that everything's going to be in that drawer ready to go. But of course... Um, you know, medications such as, you know, your dangerous, your DDs in the DD cupboard are all going to be locked up there. So you obviously can't keep them pre-stored in the drawer, but the vast majority of drugs are all ready to go. And then in the cupboards underneath, so you have your bottom right cupboard, that's where you mostly have your, your toughies. So, you know, you just do cleaning wipes and you'll have a few odd things like uh, like your chlorhexidine within a little bottle and extra ECG dots for the chest. And that's where you keep your slide sheets in there as well. But then you open up the two big sort of doors to the main cupboard underneath and that's where you've got everything from um, your eye and mouth care kits so it's pretty much you know toothbrushes and um, your little bowls to fill up with water Uh, you'll have your your syringes to be able to aspirate from your nasogastric tubes extra towels extra sheets extra linen that you may need uh, so that's all kept in that area. So that's pretty much that sort of section. Um, and next to that, you're going to have your sink. So each bed space has, has its own sink for which you're able to wash your hands. And, you know, when you perform mouth and eye care, you're able to, you know, wash all that out of there. So it's, everything is sort of contained within your little area, which is awesome. Uh, moving on. So then sort of like on a, on a back sort of left-hand corner of the room, you'll have your emergency oxygen. So you'll have... You know, obviously the oxygen bottle and it's got your suction and your, and your flow on it as well. 
um, and immediately to your right. So you're pretty much facing your patient now. And you've got this other workspace thing. It's called a wet pendant that we call it in the ICU. So it's like a, an extra place that you can, it's, it swivels around. Uh, you're able to swivel it out of the way if you need to make more room. It's attached to the roof. That's how it swivels. Um, and within, so it's, a, it's an extra, you know, platform to put things onto. Um, so mainly we have, you know, extra alco swabs and little red buns ready to go. Um, but that is where you have your oxygen um, flow that you can have on there. And you've also got multiple suction flows on there as well. Um, so that's where you can attach your your suction and behind that you've got the suction canister. So that's how you're able to suction someone's mouth or whatever onto that. Um, and if they need, you know, um, oxygen via, you know, you know, like um, Hudson mask or nasal prongs, that's where you get the oxygen coming from. Um, and then on the back of that, you've got all different plugs and ports which you can attach into. Um, what else have you got? It's difficult. Uh, and inside this drawer itself, that's sort of like our emergency drawer. So you've got like a little vial that I check every shift. It's got metaraminol, which is our aramine. So that's going to be helping to increase blood pressure if our patient's uh, blood pressure just happens to suddenly drop. Um, you've got, you know, your naso, you've got your oro, um, nasopharyngeal airway um, and oropharyngeal airway in there. You've going to have, what else? Uh, inline suction so you've got like little suction ones in case you need to suction someone's mouth out like all a bunch of emergency sort of equipment is in this drawer yeah what else have we got so you come around the back um so you're able to walk all pretty much 360 around your patient it gets a bit cramped sometimes but um we, we make you i guess um, so now at the back you're looking at the back of the infusion tree so you can imagine this you've got what have we got I'm pretty sure we've got four or five different big pumps that you can put medications um, attached to. Um, so you've got one, two, three, four, five at the top, and it's pretty much like a big T if you look at it. So you've got all the, the pumps um, at the top, and then you've got the drivers which go down. So you can have multiple infusions running into your patient at one time. And at the back of there, you yeah, so you will come around pretty much around the back. So let's pretend that we're standing at the end of the patient's bed looking at their head so you'll see the big infusion tree at the back and on the right hand side you'll see the monitor so that's where you know obviously all the numbers come up to that's transmitting to the monitor just like you, you, you'll have your blood pressure which is being transmitted from our arterial line into our patient you'll have your central venous pressure being monitored via our central line um, you've got your sats you've got your end tidal co2 trace coming up on there uh, your respiratory rate, all that sort of stuff. So that's all coming up on our monitor. Uh, and immediately underneath that, you'll see that you've got the ventilator. So the ventilator with its big inspiratory and expiratory tubes are coming and attaching to the patient's, um, you know, either tracheostomy or uh, endotracheal tube. Um, so that's sitting directly underneath there. So that's pretty much like the, the main bulk of, of, what's, of what's in the room and sort of painting a picture. So you're able to sort of go 360 around because when emergencies occur, you know, all the doctors flood in, all the nurses will flood in. Uh, so you need a lot of space uh, to be caring for these patients of such high acuity. But, uh, and obviously this, this will change and the amount of equipment in there is going to change depending on the acuity of the patient. Um, so, you, you know, you've, you've, you've got enough room to be setting up for, for doing a few pretty in invasive procedures in there. So 
Um, I hope this has sort of helped. Like it's sort of like a, a little brief overview and I hope I've painted a, a decent little picture of, of what it's like to work in a room in ICU. Um, obviously you've got tons and tons of equipment and I haven't obviously said all of them, but I, I hope this sort of paint you, paints a decent little picture of, of where I work each day. So um, in, in the future, I'll definitely be talking about more specifics of each of the different types of equipment. But as a, as a general overview, I guess this is all right. Um, and all, I guess one, one last thing is that most of the ICU beds uh, will be attached um, in twos, I guess you'll say. So it's, it's interesting when you look at it. So it's obviously changing. It's, it's a big U shape around the outside and it seems to be split into twos. So you've got like a big dividing wall in the middle of it that can be opened up a lot of the way. Um, so when your buddy will go off for their, you pretty much, if, you, if you're working on breaks, your buddy will go off for their break and then I'll be caring for their patient next door. So I'm able to open up that door, you know, three quarters away. So now I can see both patients. Um, and also if, if your patients, they like to clump patients who have got, um, you know, if I've got a patient with contact precautions, um, I'm able to close both of the doors together. So now you pretty much enclose two patients uh, into one so anyway I thought that was a little, it's a little interesting and obviously any, any other equipment that you've got so in the unit you've got your drug rooms um, you've got your pan rooms and stuff like that just like any other sort of ward setting but I hope this has been doing it justice so if you have any questions please don't hesitate to send it through to newgradradio at gmail.com and I look forward to talking to you next time catch ya